Hey there, I'm Jarrett. And I'm Jeannie. And we want to welcome you to Soul City Church right here in the heart of downtown Chicago. We're so glad that you took this time, wherever you're at, to connect with God. And if you're new around here, we're so glad that you're here. Our, our mission as a church is really simple. We just want to lead people into a transforming relationship with Jesus. We, we just want you to know and grow in a life-changing and life-giving relationship with Jesus. That's right, and we are very excited because we get to teach together this week. Yeah, we've done and this for a while. we love doing this. Yeah. We haven't done this for a while, and we are kicking off a brand new teaching series today called Known and Unknown. And our hope over this series is to help encourage, empower, and equip you to be able to walk through all of life's unknowns by leaning into what we know about God. And let's be honest, I don't know if there has ever been a season where we have been more aware of the unknowns in this yeah. life. Yeah, I, th I just think about all of uh, the big questions, how many big questions that we all have that we just don't have answers to right now. And I thought it'd be fun, Genie, as we're kicking off this new series to do a little known and unknown lightning round quiz uh, with you right now. Would you be up for that? Yeah, so just I do the quiz? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be the host, you're the contestant. There's only one contestant on this show. And okay. unlike other game shows, my thought was, you know, other game shows, it's about how many answers you know. I wanna see how many answers you don't know. Does that make sense? So how many things I don't yeah, know yeah, is yeah. the goal. How many things you okay. don't know. All right, so Jeannie, So to win is to fail. Exactly, if okay, you are ready, I wanna put got it. I 15 be seconds on the clock. 15 okay. seconds, are I'm you ready? ready? I am ready. And away, we go. Jeannie, how long until Soul Study will all be meeting together again? I don't know. Uh, how long until kids can go back to school? I don't know, hopefully soon. Uh, how long until there's a safe and proven vaccine for everyone? I don't know. Uh, how long until we have a nationwide rapid testing for everyone? I don't know. Uh, will this all be wrapped up before the election? I. I don't know. Jeannie, how many times have you Googled the phrase, land in Montana? Like 17,000. Yeah. How many pounds have I gained since COVID? You, you know what, no one needs to know that. No one, don't answer that one. No one needs to know that one. <laughs> Clearly no. All right, Jeannie, you did awesome. You did great. I don't know many things. Quiz. You don't I know don't many things. Know it's really true, Jeannie. Many. You don't know much. <laughs> I don't know you much. You don't know much. Uh, I don't know much, but yet here I am giving the message. Look, here's the deal. The one thing we know is there are a lot of things that we don't know. Mm -hmm. And I bet that you have experienced this in your life. You've probably experienced it in your work, uh, in your relationships. Uh, and the unknown, it's uncomfortable, isn't it? Uh, and just as we are all personally navigating these uncertain times, our church is navigating all of the things that we don't know. There is uncertainty here. There are so many things that we thought we knew that we just we don't. We just don't know. Like, think about it. We, we used to know... Uh, how to go to church. We would come here, right? We went to a physical place where we saw people that we love, most of whom weren't just wearing their sweats when we saw them. <laughs> we used to know how to serve and volunteer and be in community. Yeah, we used to know how to do things like baptism and communion. We but, knew how to do that. But as you already know, so much of what we know has changed. Mm -hmm. And as we look out into the future, there is just so much that is unknown for us. Yeah, but what we want to do over these next couple of weeks is share with you the things that we do know, that we can count on amidst all the things that we don't know, these things we do know. And they may look different, but they haven't actually changed. Things that we've known since we started this church almost 10 years ago, and things that we've known since the very start of the very first mm. church, things that we know that have stood the test of time, 
that have endured wars and persecution and plagues and elections and running out of shows on Netflix. These things we can know. Yeah, and while there will always be a lot that is unknown in this life, uh, these things we know, and it's our focus as a church for this next season. We know that at Soul City Church, we are going to gather we're going to grow and we are going to go. These are things that we have always known. We will be a church that gathers, that grows, and goes. And while none of these things look like they once did, we are committed to living them out now more yeah, than, ever. than ever. And this week, we want to explore why it's so important that we actually continue to gather as a church and how we're going to do that, how we're going to continue to gather in unconventional and uncommon ways. So what I want you to do is I actually want you to grab a Bible, or if you want to, you can open up to a tab uh, on your computer there, and I want you to go to Acts 2. And I love this passage. In fact, this passage is the description of the very first church. And we've taught it here countless Sometimes. times at Soul City. And while the first church was not a perfect church, because let's be honest, no church is, uh, it gives us a powerful picture of how and why the church actually gathered together. And in all the times that we have taught this, I think we probably took for granted the idea of what it meant to gather together. Mm. We just sort of yeah. always assumed that, that we would be able to gather and, yeah. and that our choices would be whether we were going to do it or not. Mm -hmm. But we're in a completely different season right now. And so reading this passage, it takes on yeah. a whole new meaning. And so I, I just want to share it with you. It's Acts 2.46, and this is what it says about that very first church. Church. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Yeah, I, I love the kind of new context that we have for this passage because did you see what it said there in verse 46? It says, every day. I think we can read right past that and miss that. Every day they gathered together, every day. Some of us used to struggle to make it to church once a month, let alone once a week, <laughs> but they gathered together every day. And it says that they gathered in that passage that they gathered in two places. Did you notice that? The first place that it says that they gathered together was the temple courts. Mm. Now that might sound very official and like a very religious thing to do, to meet in the temple courts, but the truth actually might not be what you'd expect. The place that they actually gathered wasn't in the temple. It was outside the temple. Specifically, it was an area outside the temple called Solomon's Porch. It was essentially like an, an open air space on the east side of the outside of the temple. It wasn't actually in the temple. Why? Well, a couple quick thoughts here to unpack so we understand this. Why weren't they meeting in the temple? Why were they meeting outside the temple? First is because that's where Jesus actually often taught. There were many times that he taught in the temple, in synagogues. But most of his teaching was done outside of the temple because, second thought here, that's where the people were. That's where the most amount of people were. See, only the religious elite, which were, wait for it, all men, only the religious elite met in the temple. But the church met in mass outside the temple because that's where the people were. People accepted by God, but maybe rejected by religion. It was an 
utterly unconventional and amazingly accessible place for them to gather together. Mm. And the second place that it says that they gathered was, I don't know if you remember, in their homes. It says that they literally shared their meals together. They, they shared their lives together, openly and generously, authentically. And this was just as much church as was Solomon's porch. Mm -hmm. Literally thousands of people would gather in the temple courts, but in their homes, it was just a handful of people. But hundreds and hundreds of homes filled with 10 to 20 people at a time. In other words, everyone was at home in church and at church in their homes. Mm. There's something special and spiritual that happens when we see our homes as church. Mm. You know, recently we had uh, mm. Jared's co-leaders of his small group. He's led a men's group here for many, many years. Um, and we had all of the co-leaders over for dinner. And we sat outside around this little fire pit area that we have in our backyard. And, and we just laughed and connected with one another. We talked about the things that have been challenging for us in this season, things that we're grateful for. We talked about all the things that are changing in each of our lives. Mm -hmm. And as we sat there, I thought to myself in so many ways, mm -hmm. This is the essence yeah. of what I love about church. It's community. Mm -hmm. And we actually have a sign that, that hangs over our dining room table that says this verse. Mm -hmm. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Mm -hmm. And that night, it was this ever-present reminder of how Jesus is present when we are present with one another. Mm. And in this time of pandemic, and social distancing when it's not safe or wise for us to gather here like we once did. We need to see our online gatherings like this as the new Solomon's porch. Mm. This is the new Solomon's porch where we have people from literally all over the country and all over the world gathering together for our church mm. refresh, the way that we do it during these days. Thousands of people all over the world are gathering together like never before in our church. And that is incredibly important. It's important to do this because it's a part of how we actually all grow together. But it's also important for us to gather together in smaller groups mm. as well. Like we just read in the passage, in our homes or out on our decks or yards if you've got them or at a park or on Zoom in small groups, which we're actually kicking mm -hmm. off this week, which I'm so excited to kick off our small groups here at Soul City this week. We are like gonna have people from literally around the world in Zoom small groups with each other, and people here in Chicago and all over the country. It's crazy to me. You think about our alpha that we're doing, now mm -hmm. able to do online, all of our transformation path classes. In this time of social distancing, we actually need to be together, mm -hmm. however, whenever, and wherever we can, as much as possible. Yeah. Gathering matters, I think, more than maybe we even realize. Recently, I came across the work of Dr. Sue Varma out of New York University, and she's been reporting on the compounded effects of fear and trauma from this pandemic, which a lot of us, not all of us, are facing, mixed, though, with the effects of social isolation and loneliness and how that can have a drastic mm. and even dramatic effect on your whole well-being. In, in fact, a couple of things that she cited that I thought were shocking to actually read. She said that the health consequences of prolonged loneliness are the equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Wow. That is significant, just from prolonged loneliness. 
which can ultimately uh, prompt cardiovascular disease, uh, possibly stroke, obesity, mm. or even premature death just from prolonged loneliness. And as part of that prolonged loneliness, it also increases the risk of, not surprisingly, of clinical depression, she found which, as you may know, can include low mood or loss of interest in activities that bring pleasure or joy, uh, sustained feelings of guilt, low energy, low focus, mm -hmm. concentration problems, appetite change, loss of appetite in general, sleeplessness, and slowing down of the body, all from prolonged loneliness. And mm -hmm. I just, walking through that list, I wonder if anyone watching right now has yeah. felt any of those over the last six, yeah. seven, eight months. I know I have. Yeah, I totally have, me too. You see, the reason that we've decided as a church to double down on gathering together as a church during this time is not just spiritual. That's incredibly important, but it's not just spiritual. It's psychological and it's physiological as mm -hmm. well. Gathering together online and in person where it's safe to do so, we wanna be really clear, where it's safe to do so, helps you care for your heart and your body mm -hmm. and your mind and your soul because God cares for your mm -hmm. heart and your body and mm -hmm. your mind and your soul. And amidst all the unknowns, significant unknowns that we are walking through. This much we know is true. We need God and we need each other, maybe even more than we know. Yeah, and so that is why we will continue to find ways yeah. together. Yeah. And even though there is so much that that first church didn't know because they had actually never been a church before, mm -hmm. but even in all of their unknowns, they did know this. Mm. That transformation, it doesn't happen in isolation. That's right. Transformation, it, it just doesn't happen in isolation. It, it never has for me, and I imagine it never has for you. And don't get me wrong, there have been many times during this pandemic that, that I have wanted to cash it all in and move to a deserted island, <laughs> uh, but sadly there were no flights to any of my deserted islands available. Uh, there have been times where I have just wanted to isolate and be mm -hmm. alone. But the truth, is that transformation happens when we gather together with others to learn together and to grow together, to share meals with each other and share our struggles and our burdens with each other, mm. to, to open our homes in a safe way to each other and, mm. and to open our lives to each other. And maybe this is what Jesus was getting at when he said in Matthew 18, 20, that when two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Mm. And maybe what we need to do is we need to rethink what it means to go to church oh, these days. Maybe we need to reimagine our homes and our laptops as church. Mm. Maybe we need to gather together more than we know. And we are committed as a church to creating ways for us to gather in uncommon mm -hmm. and unconventional ways. Mm -hmm. And in a couple of weeks, we're, we're gonna gather with our volunteers in our parking garage. Uh, on Sunday, September 20th, we're gonna rent out a, a drive-in movie theater here in the city so that we can gather together to worship safely in our cars. We need this kind of gathering. Yeah, and while none of this that we're walking through right now was, was known when we started, 2020, we, we know that the church has, this church has, never closed. It's, it's never actually stopped being the church. Mm. And we, we've just had to figure out how to meet in uncommon, unconventional ways like never before. And that's our encouragement. That's our challenge to you, not only for your soul, but for your body and for your mind as well this week. So mm. we want to give you a little work for the week. Here's our work. All of us, our work for the week is to find, listen, 
find a way, make a way Mm. in a health, like safety and healthy minded way to gather together as the church. Find a way, make a way in a safe and healthy way to gather together this week as a church. I want to encourage you to set it up right now. Mm. Ask some friends over to watch and to worship with Soul City this week. Get yourself ready to sign up for a small group this week. Once you go, you know, as soon as they go live, you can go online and sign up for a small group. Create your own little version of Solomon's porch in your life. And for those of you that are thinking that, uh, you know, I don't know how to do that. I've never done that. This is all new. If you've ever invited someone to come or hang out or like go to coffee with you, you know how to do this. You actually know how to ask others to be a part of your life. to to practice what Jesus said, to gather together just two or more and to know that he is with you. His presence is with you. As a church, we are committed to helping you and resourcing you and continuing to create ways for all of us in safe and healthy ways to continue together now more than ever. That's right. And so Soul City, while we know that there is a lot that we don't know, one thing that we can be sure of is that gathering, it is good. It is good. It is good for your growth and it is good for your soul. It's good for your mind and your body and it's good for others. It's good because when you gather together in Jesus' name, He is there and He is with you. And no matter how lonely you feel, you will know you have never been alone.